And welcome to Dude Logic, the place for no holes barred, informative, and entertaining banter. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm in the studio with AJ. What's going on, y'all? It's good to be back one more week. Glad to have the opportunity to bring y'all something that y'all want to hear. Keep writing in. We got a good show coming to you today. Okay, and we have a special guest in the studio with us. Say hello, Howard. Hey, what's up, everybody out there? Today is the special Valentine's Day episode for all you lovebirds out there. Oh. <laughs> Since this is the Valentine's Day episode, I actually found a story that I'm sure you all will really enjoy. So, I guess as a Valentine's Day joke of sorts, a man actually put his wife up for bid on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he was surprised when people actually bid on her. So, was he surprised well, was that they bid like? or surprised the, the bids like? were too low? Well, the highest bid was about $1,200. Mm. Mm. Wait, is this for a date? Or... I, I have no idea. So basically, in the description on eBay, he described her as an old woman, and he <laughs> complained about her inability to do housework. And then he wow. posted an unflattering picture of her, like sitting on a couch in leggings, next to what appeared to be trash on the ground. Wow. Hey man, to somebody out there, that that was hot. That was sexy. Yeah, you know what? One man's trash is another man's treasure, right? Hey, hey, almost literally in this case perfect, perfect timing hey look people have some weird proclivities out there man so <laughs> just gotta let them do what it do but, sometimes <laughs> but seriously she had 50 bids on her hmm. mm. now of course ebay doesn't allow you to sell people obviously so the transaction couldn't go through but th that is hilarious so chris here's a question for you <clears throat> uh-huh you put yourself up for auction on eBay, man. How much you going for? <laughs> 50K. Hmm. 50K. 50K, minimum. Okay. Yep. How much you going for? Oh, man, I'm priceless. <laughs> Come on, you got to put a price on that. eBay doesn't sell stuff for priceless. A trillion. Wow. Yeah. I'm so going to need to be able to settle a couple countries' national debt with my bid on eBay. That's how I feel about myself. <laughs> Sam, I'm sitting at a trillion right now, feeling like a, a trillion bucks. Feeling like a trillion bucks. So you will be the highest grossing eBay purchase of all yep. time. Hands down. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, gotcha. You know why, Chris? Why? Because I'm rocking the beard, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Really, you set really. yourself up. You should have never said why. Should have done that. 
I'm practical. So if I'm gonna put myself on eBay, you know, I'm just trying to get myself, you know, um, you know, out of debt, just you know, a little life changing amount of money, you know, just about a, about a hundred k. That's all. That's all I need. Okay, that's it's reasonable. Practical. That is reasonable. Hey, look, man, I set my sights high, and if uh, you know. I didn't hit a trillion, but it had finished somewhere around a, a million. I'm cool with that. You know, that'll pay some student loans off. <laughs> <laughs> some student loans and some more stuff. <laughs> that, that'll get Sally Mae off my back. I'm tired right. of being in that relationship. <laughs> Sally Mae just don't treat you right, huh? Uh, man, it's the worst relationship I've ever been in in my life, man. I don't understand how we do that. <laughs> that Super Bowl, man, that, that, that was pretty disappointing, dude. Yeah. I must say. yeah I'm going to start crying right here. <laughs> that was the worst Super Bowl I have watched or remember on record. I mean, I know that there was one with the Broncos back in the day that was terrible, but it's so far back in my memory, I can't really, I, I don't care at this point. But this was awful. I'm hoping that I forget this by next week. It was the <laughs> worst. I, I feel terrible, man, for, for Peyton Manning, you know? Uh, yeah, I put it on record that the Broncos were going to win. Clearly, I'm glad I did not put any money on it in Vegas. Uh, at least I'm not Floyd Mayweather right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Ten point two million, something like that. Yeah, ten million dollars. Wow, ten ten mil that he just lost on one bet. Must be nice to have it to lose, right? Exactly. But uh, nah. I mean, I feel bad for Peyton, man. It just seemed like he showed up to play, and everybody else on the Broncos is like, man, I'm I'm I'd rather be sitting on the couch watching this today. Mm. <laughs> what was y'all's feeling on the game? Well, I mean, I definitely felt like it was sad, you know, to see it happen that way. And I agree that um, I felt like there were some well-placed balls that were dropped. I felt like definitely that snap at the beginning, it's like, clearly, that was way too early. Like, there was no point to snap the ball at that, you know, point. Like, I don't know, just nobody was paying attention. And, you know, you know fumbling the ball and you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just the kind of things that you just don't expect in the biggest game of your career. Like, you know, like if you're going to fumble the ball, like, you know, do that, like, you know, week three. Like the Super Bowl, you're supposed to have, like, you know, double stick tape on your hands and, like, just be extra prepared. And I don't know, just they didn't seem to be be ready. And I don't know if you guys heard Wes Welker's excuse about um, not preparing for crowd noise, but it's just like, really? That's that's such a ridiculous mistake. Crowd noise. You're playing Seattle and you exactly. aren't gonna prepare for crowd noise, even though it's not in Seattle. You know those fans are gonna be there and they're gonna be loud. Yeah, the stadium was full of twelfth man jerseys. It's just yeah. like what you think was gonna happen. I I hate to say it, but you just feel like you can't allow for that moment to be too big for you. And mm-hmm. that first play I'm feeling like that center just, it was just too much. Like he just wasn't ready. He didn't know that the Super Bowl was going to be this big of a deal. Uh, Newsflash, it's the biggest game you'll ever play in your life, dude. Uh, This is not the time to start snapping the ball 15 yards over your quarterback's head into the end zone. What, like, first off, if you're you're shotgun snapping, the ball shouldn't go 20 yards, period. Um, This is coming from somebody who used to play center. I mean, you know you got to get it back there, but I shouldn't be throwing it so hard that it should fly 20 yards in the air. I'm, I'm not long snapping to the punter. <laughs> what, like, how juiced up was this dude before this game? Like, he was, he was on a trillion. Like, his, his, he was just way too amped. That fight-or-flight response was just through the roof. Like, it was crazy. 
He was mm-hmm. not ready. Like, man, I just, I feel bad for it, man. But, uh, you know, hey, look, on the flip side, congratulations to uh, Russell Wilson, man, and everybody that, that's on the uh, Seattle Seahawks. It is good to see the underdog win. It's good yeah. to see a team full of people who were undrafted free agents, you know, mm-hmm. make it and, and win. You know, it shows you that you don't necessarily have to pay everybody a million plus on your team to to bring a championship home. Uh, you know, those guys were hungry. They wanted it. They wanted it. That was that was the, the story in that game was they wanted it much more than the Broncos did. And it, they proved it. You know, yeah. uh, you know, it's a young team and they went out there and they got their their, their Super Bowl championship, man. And I'm, I'm pr- proud of them, happy for them, because they're not going to get another one for at least another three years since my Falcons are about to run through it. Oh, wow. Well, before yeah. we talk about that, um, <laughs> have they changed the game? Like, do you think that the, you know, pocket passer is done, that that's a, you know, past era way of playing the game, that it's more about these mobile quarterbacks that, you know, people have always said that, you know, defense wins championships, but um, truth is, like, a, you know, top 10 defense really hasn't won the bowl, and, you know, who knows when. Like, it's really been about these, you know, the Bradys, both Mannings, the Saints, like, you know, these gunslingers have been winning the bowl, and so... But whereas Seattle, really, it was the defense that put them in, you know, good field position or just flat out, you know, special teams, run backs, all this kind of thing. That's where those points came from. It wasn't, you know, offense. So is this the new game or is this just this year? You know, uh, it's hard. It's hard to say, because if you looked at the rest of this season, Peyton Manning just had the best season of any quarterback in the history of the NFL. And he did it with his arm. He was able to just—he was making passes, making completions that nobody else was being was able to do this year, and that's why they were so effective. Not to mention that they did have a pretty good defense, and they lost some pretty good defensive players on their team going into this yeah. game. You know, the people who have been winning games consistently for the last few years have been teams who have who have committed to the pass offense, and you know, rather than old school football where you run to set up the pass, now teams are passing to set up the run, and mm-hmm. you don't need a a a back like an Adrian Peterson um, or look at the Indianapolis Colts, you know, uh, they went and got Trent Richardson and you saw what happened with that. You know, when Mm -hmm. you have a quote unquote dominant running back, sometimes you're better off just putting the ball in the air. So it's, I don't know, but I mean, I I do believe that Seattle has proven themselves to be an incredible team and that they're going to be at the forefront of the league for the next few years uh, with them having so many players that are young and talented. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. It's you know every few years yeah. the NFL takes takes a shift towards a different direction. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if it if it continues with the uh, game management style that Seattle was able to to make happen. I mean Russell Wilson is you know he's a dynamic player. He extends plays. He makes you have to work yeah. hard, and uh, he makes good decisions. He doesn't make any he doesn't take any excess risk. He doesn't do anything. Uh, he plays the position exactly the way you're supposed to play it, and he doesn't make mistakes and. They win games doing that. So we'll see if uh, that becomes what is the typical offense in the NFL or if they continue with this pass-happy offense that we've been seeing the last few years. The main topic. All right, everybody. Today's main topic for Valentine's Day is how do men and women approach relationships? And what we're talking about here specifically is the beginning of relationships. You going out on that first, second, third date in the period of courtship, so to speak. How do men and women really 
approach that? The obvious question to start out with here is, what do you as men think when you're taking that girl out on the first date? What do you expect? What are your, what are you anticipating? And how do you move forward after the first date? I um, hope she ate before she came. Um, just gets a glass of water and a salad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So we got Mr. Practical over here. All right, Howard. <laughs> like, just keep this bill to a minimum. Don't go exactly. ordering any lobster or steak. Are there any? If she does order lobster and steak, Howard, is there any um anything that comes along with that? It, well, exactly, exactly. What's for um, dessert, in other words? I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to let you take that wherever you want to go with that. All I'm saying is, is there anything else built into this lobster and steak? That's that's the question on the table for you. Oh, you know, I, I think that, right, if you are a, if you order lobster and steak, there needs to be some dessert. Right. And we're not talking about a brownie with ice cream or something. Oh, oh really? you know. It's what, what are you sweet, talking about, Sweet potato pie. <laughs> Sounds like a man from the South. <laughs> Can I get some peach cobbler, please? <laughs> like mine. Sweet and delicious. I don't know. I think I might want an apple turnover. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Hey, that's a lot of imagery, Chris. <laughs> okay. I see it. That's what's up, man. But, but um, no, but seriously, like, I mean, yeah, let's say you go out on a first date and the woman is not necessarily that aware and she may order something that is particularly expensive and we talked about this last podcast aj right yes we did paying the bill as the man on the first day mm-hmm. mm-hmm. is she reaching for that purse yeah is she reaching for the purse so what if she doesn't reach for the purse is is this something that is a deal breaker in the future uh, it, I mean, like, I think it was something that I said on the, on the last podcast, really, it just depends on how the rest of the date went, you know, how many positives do you have in that positive column? How many do you have in that negative column? And if, uh, the positive outweighs the negative at the end of the date, then we can have a date too. If, uh, it's the reverse, um, I'm glad we had the one and done, have a great life and I wish all the best to you, but I'm not interested in going on date number two, you know, uh, it's. It's sad, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm in a place in my life where I don't have time to, to, to waste trying to figure out if somebody is, is the one for me. If I don't feel a connection day one, I have no problem being like, you know what, let's not make it happen for day two. It's just saved me a lot of headaches as I've gotten older in life, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think you have to you know, weigh it all. And it's like, yeah, you know, if you order without even thinking or you know, you know talking about Hey, you know, I'm thinking about X, you know, what are you thinking about? You know, somehow having a polite conversation around, hey, you know, are you getting steak too or are you getting chicken breast? Like, I think, you know, that's one strike maybe. Um, But I think, you know, the bigger deal would be right if the steak arrives and you eat it with your fists like an animal and we can't really have a, you know, coherent conversation. But yeah, you know, everything, if you know, you look right, you know, the conversation is good. And yeah, you just happen to have expensive appetite. I don't think that that's a deal breaker in and of itself. No, at the end of the day, I think the first date is all about, do we have chemistry? Mm. And there's a lot of things that, that play into whether what, what chemistry is. Your personality, is it something that I find intriguing? Is your conversation something that keeps me engaged? 
But exactly. I think you know, at the, I think that means a lot more. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's let's not take away, you know, physically. Mm-hmm. When I look at you, do I feel something in a positive manner, <laughs> or am I am I turned off? You know, did you dress up on a first date? I mean, mm-hmm. and you you have to dress appropriately for whatever it is. Like if you know you're going for dinner and a movie, laid back casual. If I'm taking you out to a nice spot, and you show up and jeans and a t-shirt, I might question <laughs> who you are. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, that's also not a, a deal breaker, but it's, it's, it's a flag. You know, you gotta, you gotta pay attention to the flags, right? Mm-hmm. Cause we, we know women are out here doing it more than we are anyway. Oh yeah. Actually, you yeah. know what? Let's, let's pose that question. Do you feel like men or women are more forgiving on a first date? Wow. I mean, I think, that in general, if you really think about personally, uh, it may actually be women. But the thing that ends up influencing them is their relationship with other women. So, you know, men, we'll, say, we'll go out on the date, and if our boys ask us how everything went, it'll be like a one-liner. And they'll have to pry for details. Whereas, you know, women, they will talk about it. And I feel like with other women, they may influence the decision that comes after that. Whereas your boys say something, you just kind of take it and try. You're like, whatever, I'll go out with her again. But I think in general, women just have a more forgiving attitude without talking to their girlfriend. Because they may say, hey, well, you know, he's a nice guy. Maybe he was a little bit nervous and, and you know, I'll give him a second chance. But guys, if they're turned off, they're instantly turned off and it can't turn back on. Yeah. And I, I think I think you're right, Chris. It's like, you know, women operate a lot. You know, they they all have like this fantasy in their heads about how everything in their life should be. Right. And like when you get more than one together and they all start, you know, sharing, well, did he do this? Did he do that? Well, how did this go? And how did that turn out? And all the fantasies start to like exponentially build on each other. It's like, yeah, you can go from Prince Charming to a frog real fast. <laughs> yeah. I'll say this much, <clears throat> you know, I think women process, like you said, they process externally. They go to their friends and they want to get their input. You know, I'll, hey, I'll talk to my dudes from time to time about something. You know, if there's a, if there's something that I, I peeped myself that I, I kind of have a question about or I want to get a second opinion on, I might come to you. But at the end of the day, your opinion is not going to sway whether or not I like somebody. And if, you know, short of my boy giving me one of those, hey, dog, red flag, you don't want to deal with this one. This is why. And there's a found a, a sound reason for why. You know, none of my friends are ever going to determine whether or not I continue talking to anybody. Whereas women, I feel like, are way too quick to listen to their friends about who it is that this guy is, that they're dating. You know, yes, there's a positive to being able to take in some advice, but not all advice is good advice. And uh, I don't know why women have the the propensity to talk to their single friends who are bitter about being single um, when it comes to dating and relationships. Like, let, let, you know, like, even past first date, let's be in a relationship and I'm having issues with my man. Let me go talk to my two friends who are bitter and just got out of relationships and hate men altogether. And I'm going to listen to them. You know, know where your advice is coming from. That's all I'm saying. You know, I think too, AJ, that um, I think men... When it comes to advice from the boys, I think it's also 
you don't want your boys to be too invested in your woman. So if there is something about her that they don't particularly like, that actually might push you closer to her. Because <laughs> if, if they're like, well, hey, man, you know, she, she, if you don't want her, you know, hey, you know, I, I, I could deal with that. You know, it's like, mm, yeah, you don't, you don't, I don't think men, men want to deal with that. Whereas women, I think, are driven to guys that like all their, all their girls want, which is really strange to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, for instance, uh, I've never been more popular than when I was in a relationship. Exactly. Because I don't know. I guess the psychology behind that is if a woman sees a man in a relationship and he's doing all the right things, then he's, I guess, capable of sustaining a relationship. So he's more attractive. But my thing is, if I'm looking at a woman who's in a relationship, you're in a relationship. So you're not even on the market. I'm done. It's, it's, it's that easy. Like, there are women who are extremely attractive to me. As soon as I see a ring on their finger, I'm like, all right, blinders. I don't see you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I know that's terrible in some aspects, but well, not necessarily, <laughs> you know, like, ah, you're no longer attractive. I'm sorry. Yeah. We can, we can be friends. We can have conversation. We can be cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm just going to go to the next one now. <laughs> that brings up a good point. So for men, when we talk about attraction, especially like in the first stage of uh, the first stages of dating, what is really the driving factor behind attraction? Is it physical? Is it compatibility? What is it? Well, what's the situation? Right. Did I meet her in a close, like, an environment where we had the opportunity to sit down and talk, chat? Or was I in a club or in a park and I saw her at a distance? You know, it really, I mean, I guess it's proximity. If I'm seeing you from 100 feet away, the first thing that's going to catch my attention is what you look like. Mm -hmm. If I have the opportunity to meet you at a party and we're in a close knit setting and, you know, let's say, Chris, you were to introduce me to a young lady. Well, the first thing I'm going to notice is her face, her eyes. You know, what is she saying to me when she's looking at me? You know, because. Obviously, you you call me the mouth for a reason. I enjoy a conversation, and and I was raised to look people in the eye when I have a conversation with them. So that's what I'm drawn to. And then, what is the conversation about? I want you to I want you to captivate me, Howard. And I think um, being real, because um, I think you know definitely like you know from a distance, you know you just have to be physically attractive. Because um, I think you know oftentimes. And I think both men and women can be guilty of that in first meetings, just trying to, you know, stay very surface. But I think where attraction comes in is when, you know, you both just immediately are able to just open up and just be honest. Yeah, for sure. The the ability to let your guard down and just be real. That, I, I, I got to give it to you on that one, Howard. That is definitely something that I appreciate from a woman is when, you know, she's able to just... Not necessarily put on the on the makeup or or whatever mm -hmm. it is that 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 guard that front of who she thinks I want her to be. Just be you, yeah. and if the attraction is there, we can move on that. If not, we're better off not dealing with each other. Well, for me, attraction of course starts out as physical, but the thing is, in order for something to be sustained, it has to definitely be some sort of compatibility, and not just necessarily compatibility with the things that we're interested in but more so conversational compatibility and then just in general some type of chemistry and you know it's some mythical thing that i can't really describe but 
the chemistry that you feel is uh, something that kind of captures you when you're in the presence of this person and even when you're not in their presence it's something that allows you to say oh wow i wonder how she's doing or i I wonder what what's going on with her and i want to call her because that's the thing like a lot of women complain about men not calling and you know we talk about some some little hard and fast rules about calling after a date but really for guys it depends on whether or not they actually feel the chemistry with the woman because I mean, you really just need to have the impetus to call them. And some guys don't have that. Some guys feel bad about not having that. But you just got to be real with them. You know, I'm not going to speak for all men. But for me, I don't have time to play games. Like, I just don't. Like, I have enough things going on in my life, enough things that I'm trying to do for myself, that if we go on a first date or if I meet you somewhere and I felt that there was some sort of connection and you, we exchange numbers, I'm not going to wait three days just because there's an arbitrary rule that says if you call too soon you are way too interested and the chase is over no forget that like i want to deal with somebody who's real who understands yes there was an attraction i am acting on that attraction let's proceed in in some sort of fan like some fashion moving forward anybody who is so immature as to say oh he called me the day after i gave him my number cut him off like he's nah if that's how you feel, then I'm glad you did that because you just saved me a lot of headache. I mean, do y'all like honestly? Do you know any men who play those games anymore? Like who wait three days just because it's an arbitrary? Like hey, I'm not going. Hey, I don't want to be thirsty, so I'm just gonna wait. <laughs> well, um, texting has changed the game because yeah. like right, you can you can send a quick text and you know that's not a call. That's not expecting a conversation. That's just keeping on the radar, and so um, the game has changed a little bit. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. A text message is, is harmless in a sense. So, you know, you can even just after the date send a text saying, hey, I, you know, I hope you made it wherever you were going safely or, hey, I enjoyed it last night. But it's not necessarily expecting a conversation there. Yeah, I guess I, I understand that for sure. You know, I mean, I'm one of those people that texting, I do it because everybody else does it. Yeah. But, you know, in reality, I'd rather somebody pick up the phone and call me. You know, the only reason I wouldn't pick up is because I'm busy doing something. Or, you know, and like, I understand, you know, you don't want to catch somebody who's being busy. You know, hit me with a text. Are you free? Yeah, I'm free. Call me. <laughs> like, people have forgotten what it means to have a conversation through voice. Yeah. You know, people want to have whole conversations through a text. Man. <laughs> you know, I've, I've got like, a, I think it's like a 10, 15 text limit. Like, you hit me with 10 texts back to back to back to back. I'm picking up the phone at some point, like, yo, I got, I just can't text you anymore. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm past my limit. Like, I, my thumbs don't want to type this much. If I'm not on a computer typing it with all ten of my fingers, this just doesn't make any sense anymore. When I could say the same thing, I just type to you, in a third the time. <laughs> right. So, what about if you go on a date and the girl is sitting there texting people? Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's that's nah. That's not okay. Yeah. Like, if you're yeah. constantly on your phone and you're supposed to be interacting with me, having a date with me, we're, yeah, that's that's one of those pet peeves that will really get you cut off quick in the game. You know, because I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty cognizant of how much I use my phone. I, I put my phone on silent. I make sure that I don't use it for any reason except for emergencies. If somebody in my family hits me up like, hey, you need to get to the hospital, then, well, yeah, I might look down when she goes to the restroom to see if anybody hit me with anything that was important, but I'm not going to have my phone on the table. 
I'm not going to have it, you know, up and, and out and using it. Like, I'm not going to be on social media while I'm on a date because you're about it's about putting time and effort into trying to make an actual connection with someone. And you mm-hmm. can't do that when technology is in the way. Yeah, totally agree. That's that, that's like it's a big no, no. Now, that one's a deal breaker, right? You can order the lobster tail, but don't don't be updating your your Facebook or, or tweeting. That's just no. That's a, that's a non-starter. Or uh, taking pictures of the meals and trying to post them up on Facebook and Instagram and whatnot. Yeah. yeah I mean, and let's be honest. You that know? one might work. <laughs> that might be a conversation starter, talking about the food. But when you start engaging your followers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If it's a, a great meal, like we, we go to a good restaurant and you want to put it in your Instagram, I'm not going to be mad about that. But post it, put the phone away. We yeah. can have a conversation about it now. Also, let's be real, man. There are people out here who are who are insecure. Like I've been there before. You know, thankfully I've grown out of that that phase of my life. But if somebody's sitting there on the phone the entire time you're dating, you're wondering, okay, why is she not interested in this date? Why? What is it that I'm not doing that's keeping her attention? Clearly, she seems bored because she's talking to everybody else in her phone but me. And that's the type of impression that I feel like, you know, women are giving off when they're doing that. Guys, too, man, we're terrible at it. Like, I see guys in restaurants on date all all the time on their phone. Like, you're letting the person know that you took out on a date. You clearly have no interest in them at that moment. Well, you know, you got to be careful and not, you know, schedule um, dates on Sunday afternoons during football season or, you know, Monday night or, you know. (laughs) Because otherwise, you got to check the score. Like this is—you just have to. Like you can't be the last to know. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why God gave us DVR. Like I'm one of those people. If I have something going on and there's a game on, if I, first off, if the Falcons are playing and there's a reason that I cannot be in front of that TV, I have I have become the. I promise you, I'm the best dude in the world at avoiding any conversation about football. Like. I'm one, of, I'm one of those people that, like, strangers I'm walking by on the street talk, start talking about the game, I'm covering my ears. Like, I have no problem looking like a fool. If I don't want to know what the score of the game is, I will find out later in the solace of my own home by myself. Obviously, being on the phone and engaging in social media, texting or anything is a deal breaker. Are there any other specific deal breakers for first dates or even just, like, the first Um, I think that there's some, like, red flag phrases that just, like, yeah, they're they're softeners. I think I think you know what I mean by that. It's just like, just you're just turned off and you're done. My, you remind me of my dad or my brother. Done, <laughs> done. <laughs> or See, for me, okay, referencing can, 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 anything you do as cute. I'm a grown man, I'm not cute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do cute. I I agree. Yeah, to to piggyback off of that, that, that statement, Howard, any woman who still is engaging in childish behavior, calling herself princess or calling things cute, that, that, that it's like, you're grown. Uh, You're not a princess. You're not a child anymore. Call yourself a queen if you want to. I could even deal with that. But princess, that's, that's like, oh, I'm spoiled to death and I need you. And now I'm good. I don't need that. I don't need that right now. I'm just trying to get to know you. I don't want to change your life instantly. I'm <laughs> like, I'm not trying to take on a child. I don't have any kids right now. I don't need any in my life. And so I'm ready for that. 
Let's see. Any other deal breakers? If you come on a date smelling like you just walked out the gym, <laughs> yo, that's 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 <laughs> hey, game oh. over. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> I will be pleasant for the entirety of that. I'm a I'm a nice guy. I will get through that date. But there will be no date number two. If you do not smell right, that is a problem for me. Yeah. You know, and and I'm pretty easy. Like when it comes to your appearance, I'm much more concerned with your personality and who you are as a person than what you look like. But if you come out the house looking like you just woke up, like you put no effort into getting yourself together, that's an issue for me. But AJ, let's look at that from the other side. What was the motivation in doing that? Do you think that she just wanted to turn you off? No, I just don't think she cares. That's that's the <laughs> thought in my mind is like she really just doesn't care about her appearance and she's not willing to put any effort in to make me happy or impress me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not saying that you have to change who you are as a person to impress somebody. Like, because there's a guy out there who won't care like I will, right? And it's, and I, I, I try and consider myself to be one of the least judgmental people you'll ever meet. But I know that I put effort in, especially the first impression. You know, we get to know each other. I get to know who you are. You want to lay back, be cool. Like, I have no problem with a girl who puts on sweats and, and, and sneakers from time to time and, and just lay back, be yourself. Like, I want you to be comfortable. But date one, you coming out the house with your hair looking crazy, looking like Pigpen from, nah, we're not, no, no, this is not peanuts. You don't have a blanket with you. I'm good. Like, I need you to, to get yourself together because I tried. I want, I want my first impression to be good. I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to feel like there's an attraction, you know, and I'm going to present myself in the best light possible. Do you think that women may do stuff like that to intentionally get out of going on another date with you? Like, they may intentionally throw up red flags like that. No, I mean, I don't know. Like, that's... Uh, maybe that's one of the we need to bring a lady in and 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 get her perspective because that is not dude logic. Like there's no there is no <laughs> is dude, dude on this logic. earth who's gonna be like, yo, uh I don't know what this like did she know who I was ahead of time? Like she had some idea of the person that I was. Um, is it a blind date? You know, because if you show up to a blind date and you have and you have well, no yeah. idea. You don't care about your appearance if you, you should still blind date. But, like, like yo, I promise you, somebody sets me up on a blind date, I'm I'm thinking that uh I might be meeting the next Gabrielle Union or Sanaa Lathan or Holly Berry or, or like I don't want to show up yeah. and risk the possibility of having the baddest chick I've ever been on a date with look at me and I'm looking like I just woke up. Like that would be terrible. <laughs> I would feel like I dropped the ball on that. Right. And and everybody, anybody who's being set up on a blind date, you need to you need to show up looking fresh to death because uh you might miss out on the opportunity of a lifetime. You know, I I do think, though, that there's um, women who are just afraid. You know, maybe they've just been single for a long time. Maybe they were just out of a bad relationship and are hurt. And, like, not consciously, like, um, show up to, you know, push you away, but not put forth any effort for fear that, well, what if it does work? What if we do get into a relationship? It'll be like last time. And so they just put in little effort because they're not really ready. And but the girlfriends are making them go out and like we talked about earlier, you know, they do what the girlfriends ask them to do. Excellent point, sir. Excellent point. Now that makes sense to me. That's some dude that's some dude logic I can run yeah, with. Absolutely. Cause I mean, you know, reality is, yeah, people people who have, especially like you said, you know, coming out of a relationship, you've been hurt. 
people put walls up and it becomes subconscious. Like there are times when, you know, and I don't know if you guys have ever been in a relationship that didn't work out and your boys, you know, even your, your, your female friends will let you know, Hey, uh, something's wrong. Something's off. You're not, you're not yourself. You're not doing what you normally do. If you're interested in, in having anybody be interested in you, you need to go ahead and step your game up because you're not doing what you, you normally do. I yeah. think we we talked about it. What Autumn talked about it, where uh, you know, dudes start stop washing their ass, right? That was that was what was said, right? <laughs> Next, you know, hey, I, I'm yeah. shaving less. I don't really care about what I look like, man. I'm not trying to impress anybody. None of these girls out here are worth anything to me. I'm cool by myself, <laughs> by myself, you know. Man, but <laughs> so do guys really believe that, like? Honestly, deep down in their hearts, do guys really believe that they're cool by themselves? You know what? Honestly, uh, if you're asking me, no. I know I'm like, I'm. I I can be happy by myself. You know, you gotta you gotta learn how to live your life for yourself, and, mm-hmm. and you have to be your number one priority in life. But I'm seeking somebody out there that enhances the life that I'm already living for myself. You know, uh, and I think most men and women have the same perspective, but I do genuinely feel I have two or three friends or people that are acquaintances that really are cool by themselves. Like one of my, my, my male friends in particular that I'm thinking of, I really, he, I really could care less one way or the other if he ever ends up with somebody and he means it. Like he really, with all his heart, he's like, man, look, if I find somebody cool, if I don't find somebody, I'm still going to live my life. It really just depends on who the person is in my opinion. Yeah, that I mean, I totally agree with, you know, on the first point, for sure, that, like, right, you know, some people say that, like, you know, a relationship completes you, and it's like, no, really, you should be two complete people, and, like, right, you both have 100%, but when you come together, you have 200%, you're just really just enhanced and then doing big things together. You know, are there people out there who can be okay by themselves? I guess I, I can't um, wrap my head around it myself, but I mean, I believe it's possible. I think women are more likely to truly believe that they're okay by themselves just because they internalize those experiences that they've had in the past mm-hmm. a lot more than men do. And so they may just be pushed away simply from being in a relationship and they may be forced to grow themselves because of it. And, you know, I think that affects their perception of whether or not they truly believe that they can be by themselves. But men, I think, are are generally open to relationships, but not necessarily seeking them. Mm -hmm. And so I I think a man won't necessarily proclaim, oh, I want to be by myself because we don't internalize those experiences that have hurt us uh, as much as women do. But when you do get a guy who does that, I think he does. And I I, I think you're right, because it's like, right, and you have to as a man be open to a relationship because, you know, though things have changed somewhat, it's still pretty much the norm that the man is the one who pursues a relationship with the woman. And so if you're not out there, you know, being, you know, proactive, like, you know, looking for a partner, then um, it's not likely that somebody's going to come beat your door down. You know, there are women out there who will, but they're the exception. And so, yeah, if you're a guy who's not looking for a relationship, then I guess it's yeah, you're not you don't want one. For the re- for the record, uh ladies, I am all for courting and I get it. Like I I I appreciate, you know, the give and take, the back and forth that is getting to know you, but I have no problem with you making the first step. 
if you've been peeping me for a while and you're interested, let the interest be known and let me move on it. That's all I'm saying. So ladies, if you're listening and, and you, 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 you like what you see, when you see pictures of me, et cetera, you like what I have to say, let me know. That's all. Let Wait, me know. Did, did you hear that? I, I, I hear like some um, inbox ringing. What's, what's, that, what's that dinging sound? I hear <laughs> Hey man, wait, wait. Be careful what you ask for. Next thing you know, I'm gonna have too many people coming at me, and I'm gonna be like, "Yo, I, 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 ladies, I'm, I'm, I'm in a relationship now. I'm, I'm good. I don't want it anymore." Hey man. So, so what we do, we agree here that that is not a deal breaker. A woman engaging in the initial contact or, or being aggressive about pursuing her feelings towards you at the no. beginning. But uh, one deal breaker that I was thinking about um, that we didn't mention before was if you're on a date and the woman keeps going to the restroom. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, like I would, it would definitely, it would raise a couple flags. Like it would be a yellow flag, not a red flag, yellow. And I'm thinking, cause it's, it, it leaves you questioning why no she keeps- No pun intended, the... right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, hey, we'll, we'll use a soccer metaphor. It's not a red card. It's a yellow card. Caution, caution. No, but I mean, that's it. I, you know, I've never have. I've never thought about that, Chris. And honestly, I've never had that happen to me on a date. Um, which is why I probably have never thought about what happens if if that were that situation to, were to arise. But if I were to go on a date and somebody was constantly getting up, going to the restroom every 10, 15 minutes, um, yeah, I would I would start asking questions like, Yo, uh, does she have a medical condition? First and foremost, like, you know, yeah. um, and if she doesn't, who is she getting up, going to the restroom, calling and or texting? Is it is right. she calling one of her homegirls? Mm -hmm. uh, girl, he just did this, 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 this and this. And uh, wait, how should I proceed from here? Like, mm -hmm. no, nah, you should be able to make those decisions on your own. I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier in the podcast, Howard. Like, I'm thinking she's getting up to 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 figure out or or to even if it's going great to to let her friends know what it yeah. is that's going on. And I want you to be more engaged in the date than trying to, to tell your girls yeah, sure. before the date's over. Yeah. Like, just be there. You know what I'm saying? Take care of those issues before you get there. Now, it's not a deal breaker, but it would raise some questions. I mean, Howard, what do you do in that situation? Well, I was just going to say, you know, um, if when she comes back to the table, right, there is that connection, the conversation is flowing, and it's just the you know, just only thing that breaks it is you know, her, you know, you know, stepping away to go to the restroom, then you might want to just, you know, think about, okay, so it's, you know, February 14th, let's just say. And, um, you know, this date was interrupted quite a bit. So the next day, instead of having it the 14th, why don't we do it, let's say, the second of the month? And maybe, maybe that might reduce the amount of trips because, you know, it might be a couple of different things going on. Maybe, you know, the first time it was actually to use the restroom. Maybe the second time it was to, you know, um, you know, change a tampon or something, you know. <laughs> so you just got to, you know, <laughs> yeah, not all trips to the restroom are equal. True. True. <laughs> uh, you know, but at the same time, if it's multiple trips to the restroom, I'm thinking you could have handled a few things in one trip. You know, if it takes you... <laughs> It takes you two or three extra minutes on one trip. I'd rather you do that than to keep going back and forth. If you need to adjust your lip gloss or you know put some more some some more blush on or whatever it is that you need to do, you know your eyelashes. I don't know whatever it is that women do when they put makeup on. Uh, 
Or, you know, like you said, change the tampon. Hey, it's real life. Take care of it all in one trip. I'll be okay. Come back. Let's let's restart this date, get it on and, and enjoy it, you know? Uh, but the 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 frequent interruptions is gonna cause an issue eventually. You know what would be a great invention? The restroom tracker. So, you know, guys just kinda have this app on their phone. Where, you know, a woman gets up to go to the restroom and something comes on your phone saying, hey, man, she's going to be in there a while. <laughs> <laughs> Just some type of guidance, man. That's, that's, it's funny and a little creepy all at the same time. <laughs> like, I don't want to really know why she's, you know, how long she's going to be in there. Like, because if, 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 if I get that message telling me she's going to be in there a while, I'm starting to think about what she's doing. And, I, and those are not thoughts that I want to have. At all, <laughs> whatever's taking her a long time. There's too many negatives that could that could pop up from that 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 thought process. But um, yeah, but nah, is that, that is that a, is that a deal breaker? Yeah, is that a deal breaker? She, she has a high fiber diet. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to check that before you go on a date. <laughs> you know, she's been she's been eating a little too many legumes, huh? Just too many beans <laughs> on the menu today. Hey, man, stay away from them baked beans, baby. <laughs> You know, a little too much flatulence. <laughs> no, okay. Serious question. What happens if somebody has a, you know, a momentary gastrointestinal issue on the first date? Deal breaker or you give them a second chance? I think you give them a second chance. Everybody has, you know, issues. They may be on a certain diet that's causing them to have lots of flatulence. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's something that's a deal breaker necessarily because it's not something where, you know, she was like, Thinking well beforehand, oh man, I'm gonna let out a fart on this date. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something that happens, right? Yeah. So, ladies, if you're listening, don't be so afraid. We can deal with it, but you know, don't. Hey, also, don't just be letting them loose just because either. <laughs> Go ahead and put that out there. No, but um, I do. If you, if you, if you gentlemen, allow me the uh, opportunity to do so, I actually got a question earlier this week, Chris, from uh, one of my good friends. And, uh, you know, with Valentine's Day coming up, you know, he's dating uh, multiple women and he's trying to fill them out, see how how he uh, gets along with them. You know, he's in he's in that stage where he's just trying to get to know these women and uh, he's dating. Valentine's Day is coming up and he's wondering who, if anyone, he should take on a date on Valentine's Day, because whether you should read into it or not, if you're a young lady and you don't get asked out on the 14th, but you get asked out on the 15th or the 16th, uh, especially with Valentine's Day coming up on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday is still open. Mm-hmm. Um, you might feel some type of way about that. And he, you know, has two or three people that he's interested in continuing to see. And he's afraid to have any of them get set off or turned off because he didn't make them a priority on, on Valentine's Day. How do you deal with that situation? Easy. Um, you have to work and you cannot get out of it. And the reason is the one that you pick is the one. And so, right, there's no way that the other, the one that you don't pick or the two that you don't pick um, feel any other way than slighted. It's just not possible. And as I say, they don't have to know that you went out on a date on the 14th um, with someone else. The fact that you picked the 15th or the 16th that's not the day. 
you know, these are, you know, these are women after in, at the end of the day that we're talking about, right? It's supposed to be the 14th, 15th, 16th doesn't cut it. So if you, if you're interested in trying to keep the fields parallel, you have to work that day. <laughs> All right. So here's, 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 here's another, uh, let's, 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 let's do that. So let's say he, uh, he tells them, you know, the two of them out of the three, I'm working, I'm not going to be available. I have a family, you know, some sort of family thing that I have going on, something that would actually be a good reason for why he couldn't take her out. Right. Mm-hmm. And he takes out one of them. Let's say he goes to a restaurant and one of the other two shows up to that restaurant on a date. Yeah. <laughs> or let's say even even worse, she shows up with her girlfriends uh... and they're sitting in the same section. How do you deal with that? If the girlfriends see you, it, you're done. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> just done. done. There's Game no over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I really enjoyed the time that we had together, but clearly you're <laughs> never gonna call me again. Uh, have a great life. Yeah, that was just over, man. So I, there's no, hey. So you're saying there's no pimp moves you can pull. There's nothing you can do to save yourself in that situation. I mean, if if it's possible that you can convince them that you know that's your cousin, that's your sister, you know. <laughs> Short of that, I, I, I don't know. And you know, there's always the one, and if it's more than one girlfriend, you know, there's at least one bold girlfriend who will walk right up to her and be like, oh, hey, so you his cousin? And yeah. If she, and so if she's not in on it, because yeah, other I, than that, I, I mean, there's just no, yeah, you're not going to get past that, you know, more than one girlfriend. No way. Chris, huh? You're, hey, for this one, you're a single man again. You find yourself dating multiple people. And you find yourself in this conundrum. How do you proceed? Okay. The, the first thing I'm going to add is a disclaimer. Never date multiple people around Valentine's Day. If you're not going to have one that's like a main a main chick. Just you don't be single be for the whole anybody. month of February. Exactly. You exactly. don't need to be dating anybody in the month of February. Yep. Let's go during the summertime. If it's during the summertime, that's cool. Drop that dude logic on him, Chris. <laughs> if it's during the summertime, that's cool. Yep. But February, stay away from multiple relationships. And if you don't want to be in a one in one that's semi-serious, then just don't be in one period. Wow. So all right, because it is that, like, that's, it, a, that's a great point, man. Go ahead, Howard. Oh, because I was going to say it's so true that like whichever one you take on the fourteenth, you're like you know there's like those those little incremental steps that you take. Um, like the ultimate probably being, you know, meeting mom, like, right, like that's like the, the top of the mountain. Reaching like the foot of the mountain, like setting up, you know, base camp is Valentine's Day. Yeah. Like you, yeah, you're, mean, like, you're like halfway up the mountain when you start celebrating major, major holidays together. Like maybe mom, you're not at mom's house, but like you two have a Christmas together or something like that. You know, like you're climbing up that mountain, like you're heading to, you're on your way to meeting mom. So, like, if you're not, if you're dating multiple people, playing the field, and you're not ready to, like, pick the one, then, yeah, 14, that's, you You have to work that day, you're not feeling well, whatever. Yeah, you can't take anybody out, basically. You got to tell them all the same excuse. All right, so so here's two questions I have that, you, I mean, you guys just keep coming with this knowledge, man, and it's, 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 it's making me come up with more and more scenarios, because this is interesting, right? All right, so, Chris, we're going to get back to this, right? Uh 
you're saying don't date anybody for the entire month of February if you're not looking to be serious with any one person, right? I mean, not not serious in the sense that, you know, oh, man, this is my boo or whatever, but someone that you would consider being exclusive with. Okay. All right. What if all three of them are somebody? We'll, we'll get back to that. But here, here's the question, right? So if you're, if you're doing that, you're taking your, your approach and you're not really giving anybody any the time of day because you know February 14th is around the corner. All right. Here's the situation, though. You've been trying to talk to somebody for a while. And you know, sometimes women will give you that window. They might let you know that they're interested. And if you were to approach, they might give you that hint. Like, you know, this is the time. Like, you should, I just, I'm out of a relationship. I'm finally open to dating. And she's bad. She's bad, Chris. She's bad, Howard. She's one of those ones, as soon as she gets out of a relationship, you know, 50 different dudes are trying to holler at her. Mm-hmm. As soon as that relationship status is off Facebook, you yeah. know everybody's chasing her. And she's a serial dater. You know, you might not have another chance if you wait till the end of the month of February. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You just got to take that one in stride, man. Because, I mean, you, you also have to think about the fact that Valentine's Day is a serious financial commitment. Yep. And if you're going to invest that much into a girl who is a serial dater, I don't know, man. That just you know, doesn't well, seem not, like not a... necessarily a serial dater, but you know what I'm saying? People who, who fall in and out of love. Like, they're one relationship and it... She allowed it to take its course. The relationship falls apart, but she doesn't stay single too long. You know those women. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dudes do it too. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, um, like they just don't know how to be single. Right. So they're they're out of one relationship. Three weeks later, they're in a new relationship. And you're like, wait, hold up. When were you single? <laughs> so I mean, I think if you have the if you have the desire to get into that relationship so much, then you actually see this person as someone you could really lay a foundation with then I think it's fine to try to go out with on a date with them around Valentine's Day. But if it's someone that you really don't know, you're kind of still filling them out or whatever, then no. All right. Yeah, totally agree. All right. So here's here's the last question that I had. Uh, you know, one of the things that we haven't spoken about yet as a, as a possible alternative for dealing with this situation is the truth. What if you're just real with these young ladies and you say, hey, uh, you know what? I'm dating. I'm dating multiple people. You know, I'm just trying to. I'm. I'm trying to figure out who it is that I really have a connection with. You know, I'm out here. I'm enjoying my life. I'm a single man. I have the ability to do that. Uh, and in an effort to not slight anyone on Valentine's Day, I'm just gonna play it solo dolo. You know, I don't think we're at a position yet or a place in in our interaction where we need to be committing to something that serious. Um. So let's just take the 14th off, and I'll see you next week. How does that play now, out? Now, now here's the trick. That might work for us until she says, oh, no problem. That takes the heat off of me because actually, you know, my other man wanted to take me out of here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> then it's like, whoa, wait, I thought we were sharing. Wait. And yeah. so it's like, because I'm like, right? We, I think we're, we don't mind being aware that this is an open relationship. We don't want to talk about it. You don't want to hear about him. And so if you bring your other people up, you, you're opening a door that, I, yeah, I don't want to walk in that room. Great point, sir. Great point. Like, oh, I mean, I've, 
Look, when you're just dating, it's no expectation. When I'm starting to date somebody, I don't expect that they're dating me exclusively. You know, right. if we haven't had that conversation, I'm assuming they're dating multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if we've had that conversation, like, yeah, I'm, I'm in a place, I'm dating multiple people, and, you know, it's cool. Like, I have no problem with you doing that mm-hmm. until you tell me, hey, I'm not available this Friday because I'm going out <laughs> on a date with old dude. Like, whoa. Right. Shut up. <laughs> I don't need to know what you're doing when you're going out with him. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Are you telling him the same thing when I'm taking you out? <laughs> that's an issue for me I mean, I mean i'm gonna need you to let him know that i'm holding right. it down too <laughs> i try not to let the ego get into play too often but that's when it's like yo you just hey are you trying you taking shots at me you bruising me on purpose that hurt, that hurt a little bit <laughs> that's funny man that was a good one. that was a good one. chris you got anything to add on that this reminds me of that jamie fox song uh, just like me oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Hey, all I know is I hope my boy is listening to this because uh, we just spent a good 15 minutes trying to help him with this conundrum that's coming up on Friday. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Next week, listeners, I will let you know how it went down from my boy because I'm going to get the details. <laughs> He's going to have to let me know what he did, man, especially if we gave him some 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 hints. Like, don't fall into the trap, man. Hey, you might just want to be single for the next three weeks. <laughs> So, Howard, you know, we have something on the show called the Urban Dictionary Word of the Day. And I, I think we have a very good topic here to introduce a word. So you have anything you want to introduce for us? The Urban Dictionary Word of the Day is. Yeah, um, girl fond, um, which is spelled just like it sounds, G-I-R-L-F-O-N-D. And it's an almost girlfriend. You know, the one where you're not really in love, but you're not casual either. Um, And so you're kind of in this, um, you know, space where um, you're not really talking about it, but you you both are pretty much assured that you're just with one another. But because you haven't officially said we're official, she's a girl fond, not a girlfriend. (laughs) Got you, got you, got you. So you, you, I mean, you know, you're exclusively dating her. But mm-hmm. you're not quite ready to give up the bachelorhood just yet. Yeah. <laughs> she she's she's gotta impress you one more time. <laughs> so, so AJ, in your boy's situation, would the girl find be taken out on the fourteenth? How uh, can you have more than one girl find at a time? <laughs> or is one a girl find no, I guess, and then the other? I guess, I guess if, if it's a girl find it's exclusive. You've been dating them. So a girl fine, yeah, that would, yeah, you got to take her out, man. You got to take her out. You got to go ahead and eat that one, because you so, got if you want to if you want to keep her as the girl fine as a possible girlfriend, you can't you can't skip on that one. You can't miss that yeah. beat. So where do we come off here um, creating extra categories? I thought you were just dating, then it goes to girlfriend, then it goes to fiance and wife. We just created another category. Man, look, there's a whole... Hey, look, people are just in situations now. Like, people aren't even dating anymore. Like, I, I don't feel like people even understand what dating is anymore. Like, yeah, I'm just... I'm I'm casually... I mean, I'm just, I'm talking to this dude or I'm talking to this young lady, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, we're, I mean, we, we've been vibing, but we're not really... See, I don't know what it is. Like, there are no titles anymore. And so you get to girlfriend, boyfriend fiance like things that people know that's it like there's it's this nebulous of just space and trying to understand what it is let's let's figure it out like, so everything's okay. just all into one and then eventually right. something comes out of it 
Yeah, I guess so, man. Like, <laughs> it's it, at least that's my experience. Howard, do you feel any different? Because maybe I'm doing it wrong. I totally agree. I think it's it's you know it's just situations. Like, if there's no until you actually have a title, like right, like there is no um, it, it, it's not official. You know what? And and today. Until you make the Facebook status, it's not official anyway. <laughs> Look, first off, I am against that. Like, I don't ever want to have to put on Facebook ever again that I'm in a relationship because it's just too messy, man. I don't need people to know what my business is. And at the end of the day, like me and you, I'm going to give you all that I have if I'm in a relationship with you. I don't have to announce it to the world. The world will know. <laughs> like anybody who's interested, they see me in person, they'll know that I'm in a relationship because I'll tell them. I don't need everybody in my business, though. That Facebook, yo, because it's messy when it doesn't work, man. Oh, oh it's terrible. It's what DJ awful. Demand say? Don't be messy. Oh, don't be messy. <laughs> hey, man, look. Like, hey, look. Like, hey, hey, I feel like all our guests need to come back for this one, man. Because Julian, look. Hey, until you go ahead and let them know you're in a relationship. <laughs> uh, you just in a situation. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, ladies. If y'all haven't had that conversation, you need to go ahead and uh, know you're single. <laughs> all right, so everybody, <laughs> Urban Dictionary word of the day, girl fond, all right? Man, I like that one, Howard. Thank you for bringing that one to the show. Uh, yeah. We at Dude Logic here, we want to highlight good deeds that people are doing. So we have this segment coming up called Good deed, dude. And it's where we describe a good action that's going on either in the community or in, in media or just something that's going on that really deserves a commendation. So does anyone have a good deed that they want to talk about? Good deed, Uh, you know what? I just read an article today. Kansas City Chiefs player Tamba Hali. Uh, I don't know if you heard about it, but apparently he just gave somebody, it was a, a waitress at a, a restaurant he went to, he gave her a $1,000 tip. And it came to the forefront. Somebody in the media got a hold of it and they they let him know, you know, like they put it out there that he had done it. And you know, it got back to him, and, and of course, people went, asked him questions about it. And he said, you know, this is something that I do all the time. Uh, you know, I'm blessed to be in a position to have, have made, you know, good money financially doing what it is that I love. And I know what it means to be on hard times. I, I've been there before. Uh, and I'm at a, I have the opportunity to be able to help somebody who's, who's out here working hard. They, they work hard to, to give us our food and to, to serve us. And uh, she, was a, she was a nice person. She deserved it. I mean, but... You know, in my opinion, it's like, yo, that's 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 going above and beyond, and that's an amazing person who's who's willing to be so unselfish to help somebody else because he knows what it's like to be in that situation. So, Tom Ali, that was a good deed, dude. Good deed, dude. Good deed. And that's that's you know, and 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 I really the reason why that hit me was because he didn't expect any anybody to to say anything about it. It wasn't something he was doing to 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 have press or to let people know. Hey, this is the type of person I am. You know, the best deeds, the, the best good deeds are the ones that are done without any expectation of anything coming back to you. And uh, I appreciate that. All right, Howard, you got one? Yeah, I've got it's less of a good deed um, in terms of like one action, but just sort of like a way of being. 
um, was really struck by this mother in Denver. She wrote a letter to an open letter to Peyton Manning. And in it, she was, you know, the letter is to him, but it's addressing those that question the meaning of his legacy after Broncos lost the Super Bowl the way they did. And so her letter is really addressing um, what she feels is um, his legacy as being a longtime Broncos fan um, and the game of football being so important to her and her family. Won't read the whole thing, but there's a um, part in here where she really, I think, sums it up well. And she was saying that um, for her, his legacy is untarnished because what she sees as his legacy is, um, she says, it matters that you're professional in the way that you talk to reporters. It matters that you give credit to others, coaches, teammates, and mentors. It matters that you don't give up in a bad game and keep fighting no matter the odds. It matters that you take the time to write handwritten notes to fans and sign autographs even after a crushing defeat. It matters that you know the difference between being embarrassed by your team's performance and just not being the best team on the field that day. And I feel like that is so true of um, him as a, as, a, as a professional that um, we've seen it, right, over and over and over again. He's lost um, what in the analyst's minds is, you know, his opportunity to claim his legacy. He's lost the, quote, big game. But we've never seen him yell and scream and fight, and we've, we don't see his wife running around talking about um, his teammates should have done this or whatever to help him out. We don't see any of that coming from him or his camp. Like, it's always this this level of professionalism um, that he carries himself with that I, I think is a, um, a really awesome thing to see. And it also called to mind, Richard Sherman was talking about how he was struck by after the game, Peyton Manning pushed through the crowd to find him just to ask how he was doing. Because remember, he was carted off due to the high ankle sprain. And um, I don't think the players on the field at the time knew exactly what his condition was just yet. But Peyton made it a point to find him immediately after the game to ask about his condition. And it's just like, right, like, you know, he could have found him to punch him in the face, but (laughs) he found him out of genuine concern. And so, you know, I think, you know, that's a good deed. Good just deed, being, right. good being deed dude. And you know what? I want to go ahead and give a good deed, dude, to the lady who wrote him. Because oftentimes, man, you know, these players are out here giving everything they have. And uh, all they ever hear is a negative criticism. And, yeah. and they, don't ha- they don't hear the good coming from, from people who really appreciate what it is that they do. You know, as a, as a fan of, of football myself and of athletics, man, you know, I, I definitely I, I'm glad that she took the opportunity to let the person who goes out there and put, puts his life on the line. And and his his legacy on the line week in and week out that, hey, look, you're still the same dude that that we've seen in our eyes for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And nothing changed because you have one bad loss. Right. So I want to acknowledge a good deed due by someone who is seen as a trailblazer, especially in the political arena. A governor, Deval Patrick of Massachusetts, who is the only black governor in the in the 50 states and is only the second to be elected history, is working with a project called Project Hip Hop in the city of Boston. And it's specifically built to actually use hip hop as a tool to teach young kids virtues. And in this case, he's actually hosting an event where they are actually taking kids and you know bringing in different hip hop artists and R&B artists and really having them engage in conversations about everyday subjects. And they're taking them on field trips to, you know, science museum and things across the, the city of Boston. And I, mean, I think that's a good thing for him, especially going out of office, to actually take time to focus on the communities. 
And so I, I really think it's a good deed by Deval Patrick. Good yes, deed, dude. good deed, dude. Clap that up. It's now time for AJ's gripes, the time where AJ goes off about something that's bothering him. So what's your gripe, AJ? AJ's gripes. AJ's gripes. Man, this week, you know, I was just watching some people, some interactions throughout my week. And, you know, I'm a people watcher. I just have to say that people are not using the magic words, please and thank you, as much as they used to. Look, these words still hold power and everybody needs to be using them on a daily basis. First and foremost, if you're at a restaurant and you're ordering something, you're asking your waiter or waitress for something, you need to use please. These people are not your slave. They are performing a job, but you can be cordial in the way you ask somebody for something. Number two, when I do something for you or anybody for that matter does something that makes your life a little bit easier, makes it a little bit easier for you to smile, if I'm walking and I open the door and I hold it for you ladies, I need you to acknowledge that I just did something nice for you. And it's not because I need any thanks, but it's because it makes the world a better place, period. And when people see you saying thank you, they feel the need to want to do it themselves. If I let you over in front of me on the highway, on the street, whatever, if I stop and let you turn into traffic, I need you to do something. Raise your hand, give a thumbs up, something to give a nonverbal action that says, Thank you. I appreciate you for making my commute a little bit easier today than it was yesterday. This is AJ's gripe for the week. Please and thank you. AJ's gripes. AJ's gripes. All right. Thanks, everyone, for a great show again. I'd like to thank Howard for coming on and, and having a good conversation with us. Thank you. It's great to talk with you guys. All right, you have any contact information or anything you're doing that you want to broadcast to the listeners? Yeah, I'll, <clears throat> I don't have um, all the all the details, but you know we'll post those um, to the um, Do Logic Facebook. I'll be um, featured on a webinar coming up soon around promoting black male achievement. So I wanted to make sure to plug that um, with our group, get some more dudes out there with some logic. <laughs> so I'll share those details coming up. All right, great, great, and look for it on the Do Logic web page as well okay man as always man you can catch me on instagram at aj underscore the underscore trainer on twitter at aj's meltdown that's a-j-s-m-e-l-t-d-o-w-n and the same thing from my my website aj's meltdown.com keep up with me Man, I love you guys to death, man. I really love the opportunity to be able to do this week in and week out. We, I mean, Chris and I can't tell you how much we appreciate the forum to be able to just get out here and talk about things that people want to hear about, man. So thank you for listening. Can't wait to, to give you something else next week. Howard, thank you very much for coming on the show. Chris? Thank you. Yeah, you can reach me on Twitter at, at CGSkeezy. And uh, the blog is www.thelifeandtimesofthemind.com. And for the podcast, you can reach us um, by our website, www.dudelogicpodcast.com. You can reach us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash dudelogicpod. On Twitter, at dudelogicpod. That's at dudelogicpod. Instagram, dudelogicpod. Thanks, everyone, for listening. For AJ and Howard, I'm Chris signing off, and we will see you next week. 
And to all the lovers out there, have a great Valentine's Day. Hopefully the night ends the way you want it to. <laughs> Be safe out there. Exactly. Don't have any deal breakers on Valentine's Day. Not a good look. <laughs> all right. So, Howard, you know, hey, you have to forgive me, but, but I tend to do this with our guests on the show. Put people on, uh, put people on blast. You got any girlfriends <laughs> in your life right now? <laughs> um, j- just my one and only. We've been married for, I'm going on eight years. She's my girlfriend, girlfriend, my everything. Uh, see, that's what's up, man. Congratulations. <laughs> we need to play some nice music here. <laughs> yeah, look, bring Kenny G back. Bring Kenny G back. Yeah, I had to put you on blast, man. I already knew the situation, but, you know, I just wanted to hear what your answer was, man. I, I'm, I put Chris on blast about it every week, man. So, <laughs> you know, it's fun for a single guy to, to mess with you, you, uh, you married dudes, uh, even if secretly that's what we're trying to do. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, man, it's easier for y'all. That's how I feel. Y'all only have one person to have to deal with. Oh man, that's another. That's another main topic. Another man. topic, huh? yeah, that, that, <laughs> That's another main topic. topic. Yeah. <laughs> is it easier to be single or married? <laughs> Put that one down for a future episode. Yep, yep. We will definitely have you back on. Uh, but you know what? I got plenty of married dudes that might want to fight you for that spot, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Peace, y'all. Peace. It's just a dude's way of thinking. Dude, it's just a dude's